It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The show continues on campus at Utah State University. We are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right, great round of applause. And uh, not only for the radio show, but I'm guessing mostly for our guest, Paxton. Hi, Paxton, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm wonderful. Your last name? Provost. Paxton Provost, and uh, you're a student athlete at Utah State University. What's your team? Softball. All right, and uh, let's hear it. <laughs> Got your teammates here, and you've been chosen as a representative to talk about uh, your integrity and character in the form of community service, what you guys do off the field, and how you help out the uh, community. What do you guys do? Well, we read to some of the children at the elementary school, and we do a haunted house, which we just kind of help out and scare like the little kids. Oh, cool. Okay, so um, the elementary, let's start with the elementary school. Is this uh, one of the schools? Is this the whole school system? Um, who organizes it? What is your personal role with it? Well, Amber Ray helps set up with the schools kind of out here in Logan, and um, we kind of pick days where we'll go read with them or kind of play with them. Um, all athletics gets to kind of help out and do that, and just kind of hang out with them. And I got to believe these little kids in elementary school, when you come in, uh, in your superhero Utah State uh, athletic gear, they really got to just snuggle up with you and, and fall in love with you. Yeah, it's fun. They, they get excited. Sometimes they're a little shy, but then sometimes they kind of, oh, what sport? And it's cute. Okay, so let's move on to Halloween. What do you guys do with this haunted house? Um, Proceeds going to help who? Do we know that yet? Um, just what, some of the Local elementary schools are going to set it up and have, it's for the kids to go and kind of just go through it and we'll be there to just kind of play with them, I guess. I see. So you're going to teach these kids how to read and then you're going to scare the heck out of them. Pretty much, okay. right? All Living right. the dream. You, you got to get involved with your community. Let's give uh, Paxton one more round of applause. Thank you so much <laughs> to everybody here at Utah State University for hosting the Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. The Adam Ritz Show, continuing on from College Park, Maryland, the University of Maryland. We're honored to have head coach Randy Etzel with us. Hi, coach. How are you? I'm doing great. Maryland Terps football in the Big Ten now. Yep. Uh, that's exciting for me as a Big Ten fan. Um, is it as exciting for – a Big Ten now, I guess, coach of, of the team. You're on the inside. I, you're not a fan. You're the, you're one of the main players in this whole thing. Is this as exciting to you? It really is. I mean, to have the opportunity to uh, compete against the uh, uh, the likes of uh, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, uh, Indiana, Rutgers on our in the East Division, and then your alma mater, Purdue, and uh, Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa. Um, 
those are Northwestern, those are things in Illinois, those, it, it is, it's exciting with the history, tradition, what the Big Ten stands for, it, it really is. It's, a, it's an honor to be able to be a head coach in the Big Ten, and it's going to be a tremendous challenge, but one that we're really looking forward to. It's exciting for me, again, as a Big Ten fan, I grew up in Big Ten country, I went to Purdue, um, Rutgers and Maryland now on board, it's exciting, it's an exciting time to be a Big Ten fan, an exciting time to be a football fan, and we like talking to head football coaches on this program, not only about Big Ten football, but about uh, some more important issues off the field, character, integrity. Uh, sometimes we get the best advice about character integrity from a guy like you, a head football coach, because those those issues are paramount with your own players and how you do what you do. Well, it is. And what what I believe in and as a head coach now for 16 years, it's I like to develop these young men holistically. You know, I want to develop them as uh, as people. I want to develop them as students, and I want to develop them as, as athletes. And one of the things that, uh, that we really believe in after we take a look at the evaluation process and assess a young man's uh, skill level, the things that are most important to me is, uh, is, is education important to him? Does he want to get a degree? And then is he a person who's a hard worker? And then also, is he a person of good character? Because those are the traits that I think we as coaches have to still in, instill in these young men as they're here to develop them and help them grow so they can leave here and go on and be successful in whatever endeavor they, they choose. Now, I know you wouldn't recruit a guy with, with character issues or, or low integrity, but um, you know, there's 100 guys on your team. It's just percentage and mathematics that at least one guy might have a little bit of an issue through his four years of college. What do you – What do you? I know what you say on the field with X's and O's. You know football in and out. What do you say about life, about character, about being a gentleman to, to a guy that maybe hasn't bought into that aspect of the program? Well, I think what everybody has to understand in this day and age with social media and, and – uh, uh, all the uh, in th things that are out there that people can watch you is you got to be on top of your game every step of the way. You've got to make sure that you do what's right when nobody's looking. And um, for me, it's it's just trying to tell these young people that they have so much going for them, and what they have to do is is treat people with respect. Uh, make sure that you do everything that you possibly can to make sure that you're doing the best you can each and every day. And, and it's, it's one of those things that sometimes we do have some people that slip up. But again, you give them second chances. And I think from the standpoint of as we talk about it as much as we can, I like to bring people in to talk to the guys just to reinforce what we're doing. But they have to understand that they – if they want to get to where they want to in life, they have to have character. They have to have integrity. They have to be people who treat people the right way. And you've got to do things the right way all the time. Coach Randy Etzel is our guest, head football coach, University of Maryland. We talk a lot about mentors and mentoring and how important it is for the guys on your team to be uh, a role model in their community. Uh, you're a role model, a mentor to guys on your team and, and students uh, in the College Park area. Um, I want to learn about some of your mentors, uh, even if it's somebody I've never heard of. Uh, can you give us one of your mentors? Well, I've had a lot. And, uh, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to um, – uh, to get to where I am today because of uh, mentors and people who took an interest in me. And it goes back to, first and foremost, my father. Um, he was probably my biggest mentor. Uh, didn't always agree with what he did or how he did it, but 
to this day, I thank him every day for doing what he did to make me the, uh, the man that I am. And, and then even my high school football coach um, was a guy that uh, uh, took an interest in me and shaped me and molded me and, and instilled those values that uh, I still have today. And probably one of my biggest mentors is uh, Tom Coughlin. Uh, Tom Coughlin is a gentleman who uh, I played for uh, at Syracuse. He was my quarterback coach, and then uh, I coached under him for uh, seven years, uh, three years at Boston College, and then four years with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he epitomizes uh, everything you'd want in a coach, everything that you would want in a mentor. Uh, he does it the right way. Uh, he doesn't expect uh, – he'll do – everything that he's supposed to do and, and not expect you to do anything less. And so uh, I would say those probably are the three most important uh, mentors that I've had. And, and the one thing that I look at in my job is this, is, is being a coach. And, and really, I'm in it because I want to give back. I want to do something for these young men that my father, uh, John Genser, my high school coach, Tom Coughlin, did for me. And, and in this role as a head football coach at uh, the University of Maryland, I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, I'm a mentor, and I'm a parent away from home. And I feel, based upon what I've learned throughout my 56 years of life, is that when you're in those roles, it's important for me to provide these young men with opportunities they never thought they could have, but I also think that I have to provide them with better opportunities than I had for myself. And I think that's really the role of the coach. That's how I perceive it. And I think if you do things that way and you do those things off the field, all the winning and everything else on the field will take care of itself. Well said, Coach Randy Etzel, and we love the college football history that uh, Tom Coughlin was your coach at Syracuse. So as a young 17-year-old, Tom Coughlin was sitting on your couch recruiting you. That's cool to hear. Well, it is. And uh, the thing is, is, and it's interesting, is I thought he was the toughest guy going and he was so meticulous and he was demanding. But as you grow up and you get older, you say, wow, uh, you know, he was really good at what he did. And it's like your parent. You didn't always agree with it, and you wondered what they were doing. And then, like I said, now I'm doing some of the same things that he did. And I'm probably – my players are probably saying the same thing. But the thing about it is um, it's just in this role that we're in, in the society that we live in today, we still have to make sure we're emphasizing uh, the right values with these young people so they can go on and, and be successful regardless of how tough it is on the outside for them. Coach Randy Etzel, we thank you so much for your time and wish you the best of luck here at Maryland. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Get socially technical with the Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. Thanks for joining us on the Adam Ritz Show. It's Social Awareness Radio, where we travel the country to meet interesting people and talk about their uh, causes and their groups and their organizations. And we uh, have found a pretty special uh, organization here at Susquehanna University. We're in Susquehanna, Pennsylvania. We're with an all-American lacrosse player. This is Emily Stankaitis. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, and you are uh, a student leader, athlete, um, involved with something called SU FACT, SU for Susquehanna University. FACT meaning? Female Athletic Connection Team. Okay, now I heard a little bit about this um, in your 
uh, athletic director's office, and I want to learn most of it from you. And I'm going to uh, categorize this as a mentoring uh, uh, program. You network with, uh, I guess, alumni. How does this work? Tell us what it means, female athlete connection team, and what you guys do with it. So basically, we started up this program um, a year or two back, and what we're looking to do is to have a way to mentor the incoming student athletes all the way up through till they graduate and then beyond that as well. So we'd like to connect um, incoming freshmen with the alumni so that they can gain experience and learn from what the older members of this group have to offer, um, especially in terms of learning how to balance academics and athletics and everything else that comes along with being a college student. Um, we have it a little different because we have that athletic component, so it's something else that not um, anybody else on campus is going to experience except for the athletes. So it's a good support system there, and we try to pair up. So this is something we've just started. Um, we've been pairing up incoming freshmen with an upperclassman so that they can go to them with any questions that they have at all. So it really is a cool mentoring system. And then the next year, the freshmen will then become a new mentor for the new people coming in. Okay, so it's not, um, or maybe it is. The freshmen are hooked up with an upperclassman. Mm -hmm. um, are there alumni that also come back? So let's say a 30-year-old uh, graduate of Susquehanna University who's working in corporate America that was on the lacrosse team or was a student athlete here. She comes back to campus, and now she mentors um, both the senior and the freshman. Mm -hmm. they, uh, the alumni mentor indirectly. They're not specifically paired up with somebody who's already on campus. Um, but we have events in the fall and in the spring where we bring our alumni back on campus and we host these events where we can have anybody, especially the freshmen, um, go mingle with these um, alumni and exchange numbers and talk about resume building and what to do in mm -hmm. interviews and how to um, market yourself as a student athlete. So it's, it's really cool and beneficial. Emily Stankaitis is our guest at Susquehanna University talking about the uh, female ac action. Athletic. So, oh, it's like the female action team, the female athletic connection team. And this didn't exist when you were a freshman. Correct. And now you are what year? I'm a senior. Okay, so do you mentor, do you have a freshman under your wings? Um, I did not get a freshman because she quit her sport before she got here, so I wasn't able to have one, but I have a lot of friends who have mentored, and they've okay. loved it. And, and this is, like, you're uh, one of the student athletes that are uh, you're on the leadership board, the committee that, that runs this thing, right? The, yes. Are you the president of FACT? <laughs> no, I or? don't think so. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not really like that. It's more of a democracy within the people who are involved okay. on the board. The way it should be. Well, it's great to learn about this program and the mentoring. It, it's, uh, we hear about mentoring programs. They really help. And I'm sure, uh, top of your head, hate to put you on the spot, but what are some of the success stories here on campus with um, some of your freshmen that maybe would have thrown in the towel, quit their sport, gone home, because they're just having a rough time on campus, not connecting. Um, but uh, a senior steps in, mentors, they get through their problems together, and, and now that uh, freshman goes on to flourish in college. I mean, when freshmen come in, oftentimes when they have somebody to look up to, they put them on such a high pedestal and see what they've done, and they see that how other people can accomplish great things, and they kind of use that as their motivation to keep going and to keep trying and to keep pushing through it, even though it does seem hard, especially at first, because the freshmen have to learn how to balance everything in their schedule because they've been thrown into a completely new environment. But it's really, I believe, helped to keep our freshmen on our team for sure because they've been able to connect with other student athletes and they're not 
Another thing is the, the mentors are not in the same sports team that the freshman is currently playing. So it's developing like an intersport relationship okay. too. So we'll go support other teams and they'll know people on other teams and it builds up um, all of our sports teams here, really. Uh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Okay, now I can't let you go without talking about your sport, lacrosse. Emily Stankaitis, you are an All-American lacrosse player. Um, when did you know you were awesome at this? And tell us about your, you know, your best moment on the field. Don't, don't be modest. Don't look <laughs> at me like uh, you know you're awesome at this. You're an All-American. Um, I always put a lot of hard work into what I do. Um, I don't know. I look up to Michael Jordan and the things that he's done with his life. And when people tell him he can't do it, he works even harder to kind of prove them wrong. And that's kind of what I've always done. Just a lot of hard work and practice goes into everything that I've done. I don't know if there was a moment where I realized I was awesome. But How old were you when you started playing lacrosse? I started lacrosse in fourth grade, so I was pretty young. Um, I didn't start playing goalie until eighth grade, but I've loved it ever since. Uh, All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck. And I uh, love hearing about your All-American ship. Do you have like a, a hat that says All-American where you walk around campus no, and you're like, look at me? That. No, I don't have one. We've got to get you a hat or something yeah, that I'll says All-American. I'll work on it. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate your work with the mentoring program, uh, SU Fact. It's Susquehanna University Female Athlete Connection Team. Emily, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. And the show rolls on. We are uh, pleased to have two guests with us from Murray State University in the shining, glowing state of Kentucky. I don't even know. Does, has anybody ever described, described Kentucky as a shining, glowing state? I uh, would say they haven't. Just, you'd say just from the great state of Kentucky? Yes. Okay, from Murray State University in the great state of Kentucky, we have Chad Denson and also Aaron Coughlin joining us uh, from Murray State. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. And Aaron, how are you? We're doing excellent here in Orlando. All right. We are at uh, a national convention for your fraternity, Alpha Tau Omega. That's uh, where we met. We're talking about leadership and community service and being better men. And I've learned about an initiative uh, somewhat that I'd like to hear more about from your mouths about what you're doing with the Wounded Warrior Project out of Murray State. Yes, this is a philanthropy that we started last year where we're trying to organize the whole community to come as a whole to donate money. Um, so that way we can buy a track chair for those that have been overseas and have been through the struggles and, you know, have received disabilities that they couldn't, um, you know, face a day-to-day -day life and enjoy everything that everybody else can as far as going outdoors and things of that nature. So we designed this week where uh, we bring the sororities in and the community to do an obstacle course um, to experience bingo. So that way, you know, for those who actually can't do the physical part of it can still enjoy and you know, help donate to the, our great cause. Um, and we're also doing a 5K paint run um, where everybody gets white t-shirts and run and we throw dry paint on them and everything like that at nighttime. And it kind of just boosts the spirit of the community and gets everybody together to help donate to those who are you know, less fortunate from being overseas and to try to help out for a better, for a better cause. Okay, so a track chair is the ultimate goal. And I've uh, seen this on television. It's kind of like an extreme ultimate uh, wheelchair that uh, can go through any terrain. Um, it's kind of got the wheels like a uh, like a tank, you know, with the I guess a track around yeah, uh, track. several reels. So think of think of the way a, tr a tank propels itself or moves along the terrain on uh, on a personal people mover or a chair, so that uh, guys that have been wounded in in war for the Wounded Warrior Project to help these guys out, they can get in this chair, they can go hunt. 
They can go down to the river. They can go across a beach, across rocks, uh, boulders. They can go hiking uh, in these track chairs. And if I'm not mistaken, these chairs are about $25,000. Yes, they are. And that's why we're trying to get the whole community as a, as a group to help donate to our cause so we can go down to Nashville, present the chair, and show our spirit to our veterans and everybody else who's been disabled. Um, through helping us get our freedom, we can give them back some of the opportunity to enjoy life as we enjoy it while they're doing the hardships that we sometimes can't face. Is uh, Nashville the national headquarters of the Wounded Warrior Project? Why Nashville? Uh, Nashville, just because it's close, it's convenient, and we've talked to some of the people down there, and they usually deal with a lot of the you know guys who are disabled, and that's where most of the amputee vets are because there's a VA clinic right there in Vanderbilt, and it's more close to home. It's not so much of a haul, so that way we can all travel down there as a collective group and present it uh, as a whole and show our chapter spirit down there. That is just awesome to hear. That's Chad Denson from Murray State, and we bring on your brother now, Aaron Coughlin. I want to hear more about this paint run. So this sounds awesome to me. Um, you said put on white shirts, you run at night, a 5K, so it's about a three-mile run, mm -hmm. and you throw dry paint on them. What is dry paint, like powdered paint? Well, yes, that's basically the comm set up. That, um, I think it's more of a dye-based uh, powder. And uh, I've seen it at other chapters. I believe Kansas State runs it. But pretty much we'll just be, uh, we'll collect the participants and we're going to get a bunch of dry paint. And when they run through, we just chuck it at them. And uh, I've seen some videos of it. It looks pretty cool. So it's like like powder, like the paint you'd mix water with to make finger paint. So pretty it's just good. powdered stuff. It's, so it's like glow in the dark. So when they're running at nighttime, it'll end up glowing as well. Have like the bright colors, pink, neon, you know, everything. And just and when that powder hits, they're they're sweating. So yeah, it'll instantly it'll, it'll become paint. That's right. It'll instantly <laughs> glow and everything. So they'll be running. They'll be like glowing figures, and it'll be the whole community involved in it. We're gonna try to go to some run communities, uh, some of the. The guys that are in CrossFit and stuff like that who want to come out and just participate and do the run. So, do you uh, are you worried about the one guy in your organization that's going to be a little extreme and maybe try to sneak a paint gun in and shoot people when they <laughs> run by with a paint gun? That makes it even better. As long as it's not a paintball gun where it hurts anybody, then yeah. hey, then we're all okay. Yeah, <laughs> paintball gun. I'm thinking uh, the movie Carrie when they dump the bucket of pig blood on Carrie's head. I'm thinking you should have a five gallon bucket of red paint that you should dump on somebody's head. <laughs> That'll work. That'll and, work. And your excuse is. Hey, it's for charity. It is. It's for charity. That's the whole point of it is to go out there, get dirty, and glow and show the, uh, the light and the spirit behind uh, what we're trying to accomplish. And those fees to run in this 5K will go towards the funding of a track chair that these guys with ATO at Murray State University are going to fund, purchase, and buy, and deliver to the Wounded Warrior Project. That is just awesome to hear. Uh, our guests are Aaron Coughlin and Chad Denson from Murray State University. Uh, real quick, before I let you go, tell us about um, the Digital Properties Facebook page or maybe your campus website or um, your chapter website that talks about this initiative for Wounded Warriors. Well, uh, you may follow our uh, chapter page, Zeta Lambda ATO. That is the chapter page. Uh, I believe we also have ATO Warrior will be the uh, philanthropy account that you can follow that week for the activities and events coming up. And also for any donations that are likely to be presented from anybody anywhere, um, you can contact me at C Denson, and that's C-D-E-N-S-O-N-2 at murraystate.edu for more information.
more information, there's the email. We've got the Facebook page now. Uh, get involved. Um, raise funding, awareness, Wounded Warrior Project, these track chairs. And now that, you know, when your friend gets a car you've never heard of and uh, all of a sudden now you're aware of the car and you see the car everywhere, our listeners, same thing. If you've never heard of a track chair and now that we're talking about it, you're going to see these things everywhere in the national media, either online, through social media, vir viral media, broadcast media. You'll see one of these chairs that looks like a tank that moves along the terrain for Wounded Warrior Project that's worth $25,000, and you'll know exactly uh, what these guys are trying to accomplish. I can't thank you for coming uh, on the show enough. Uh, I want to wish you the best of luck, and uh, keep in touch with me. Email me, uh, adam at adamritz.com in the future to let me know when this comes to fruition. Okay, guys? Definitely. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. We'd like to keep the Wounded Warrior theme going right now with another conversation we had uh, in Kentucky with the National Quad Rugby Championships. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky at the uh, national competition. This is a, a really impressive event. We're joined by uh, Jill Farmer, who's the executive director of the USQRA. I mentioned this is a national competition. Jill, why don't you tell us uh, more about what this competition is? Um, well, it's a uh, it's the national championship tournament for the top 16 teams in the United States who play wheelchair rugby. Wheel, uh, I hate to interrupt oh, you, but okay. wheelchair rugby. I'm talking about inspiration. We were walking around the convention center here in Louisville, and there are guys with the eye of the tiger. They're guys and girls. Oh, and girls. And I'm girls. sorry. And they, they are ready to compete, and they are, uh, they're in their wheelchairs, and they go. This is wheelchair rugby. Wheelchair rugby. These individuals, uh, how they uh, qualify to play is that they have some type of impairment or disability affecting all four extremities, both their arms and their legs. So you're going to see individuals who have very high-level spinal cord injuries, individuals who have paraplegia, um, and they may have an amputation. Some of them may be quadruple amputees. Some of them may have cerebral palsy. Uh, so, again, they have to have some effect in all four extremities, and they're out here uh, playing a sport that is just incredibly uh, inspirational, as you said, but the athleticism of these guys to begin with is just just incredible and, and phenomenal to begin. We're going to take some pictures of one of the competitions and put it on the uh, website, adamritzshow.com, for our listeners to check out. Now, it's the USQRA, the United States Quad Rugby Association, and how long have you been associated with this group? Well, I've been in the Louisville area for about 11 years. And I was approached about 10 years ago to, uh, to, to ask if we would be interested in hosting a national tournament. Um, we kind of helped the organization out. Uh, they only had their, their host t city at that time had pulled out in 2004. And they came to us and they said, you know, we've already set the dates. People have already uh, asked off for work. But you only have five weeks to plan this. So I got together with the Louisville Metro Parks and Recreation. Uh, I work for Fraser Rehab Institute here in the Louisville area. And we we came together as a city to host this event for them um, that year. We were at two different locations. We were running all over the place, but, um, you know, 10 years later, we're still here. And we've hosted this tournament a total of eight times. We did 2004, 2005. We took a year off. We did seven, eight, and nine. Took two years off and did uh, 12, 13, and 14. And uh, we are considering hosting it again in 2015 as well. Okay, so you've got the Louisville uh, connection. Is the uh, USQRA 
headquartered in Louisville or no. is this another governing body somewhere else? No, they are actually, it's a body of the membership. So they're located all over the United States. Okay. And so your board members actually are located in different cities and often are players on the teams themselves. Um, I'm not the executive director of the organization. I'm just someone here in the Louisville area that works for a rehab hospital. And this is my passion is and to give sports like this back to people and to make this make opportunities happen. Well, it's inspiring not only these uh, young athletes in their chairs, but, but your work too. This is a volunteer basis yes. f from your point of view. So that inspires me and all of our listeners. Get involved with something. Make a difference. Uh, now, the teams that are here competing, who's uh, from the farthest away? Uh, probably our. Uh, we have a San Diego team here. Uh, we usually have Portland here, but they didn't make it in, at past the sectional playoffs this year. We have a Las Vegas team here. We have uh, Tucson and Phoenix. And, you know, so those are pretty far west teams. Our closest team probably to the Louisville area is the Indianapolis team. Uh -huh. And they came in today. And I believe they took seventh place. Wow. So, yeah. Jill Farmer is our guest. She's uh, one of the uh, main directors, volunteers with the uh, here at the Louisville Convention Center with the Louisville, um, the healthcare uh, scene, I guess, if you will. Here in Louisville, you get involved, you volunteer. It's the um, wheelchair rugby national champions put on by the USQRA. Is there a uh, I guess a, a, a .org, it's simply, I'm going to guess, rugby. U.S., oh, it's yeah. quadrugby.org. Quad yes, quadrugby.org. Okay, Definitely. let me say that again clearly for everybody, quadrugby.org. Check this out. It's pretty amazing. If you know anybody uh, that's maybe gone through a recent uh, traumatic event and they're left in a wheelchair, bring this up. I mean, this is unbelievable, the inspiration and the competitiveness and the athleticism that's involved with this. It's incredible. It's so incredible. And, you know, we have a lot of wounded military that are coming back into the States now, and this is a way for them to find to an outlet for those uh, frustrations and those worries that they have. And it's also a way to build a camaraderie with a group of people who get it, who, who, yeah. who have been where you are now with a new injury and can actually help guide you through possibly how to take your life back, you know, as, uh, as a person. I was going to ask, I've seen some t-shirts, you know, wounded warriors and everything around here. Uh, is there a, an official relationship between the quad rugby and the wounded warriors organization? A lot of these guys will go into the facilities where these individuals are rehabbing or in, uh, being hospitalized. They'll introduce themselves. They'll, they'll bring their own personal equipment out. They'll get the people in them and they'll make sure that they get a chance to try this. And then they'll pursue those people because a lot of times it's easy to say, oh yeah, I'll come out. Uh, but, you know, there's a heart in these athletes. There's a huge heart and you feel that because they want to go out and always make sure that everybody has an opportunity, especially our wounded military, but anyone who has a disability. Jill, we thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing the coverage. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.